0: Hey, this is Steven, your Dungeon Master for the Forge Academy. Um, we are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast set in a magical school of crafting that borders the Feywild and the Material Plains. We are proud to be a part of the Fundamentals Podcast Network, so if you like more nerd content, other podcasts, articles, uh, please visit thefandamentals.com. And if you've been enjoying our show thus far, it would mean a huge amount to us if you'd be willing to take the time to uh, just take two minutes, go on to iTunes, uh, and write a, a quick quick review um, and leave us five stars. That's huge for, for us growing as a podcast. Um, and thank you so much, everyone who's listened to us. Uh, the last thing we wanted to say before we jump into this episode is I hope that you are all safe um, and that in this kind of crazy time that our... Little podcast uh, can provide a little magic and escape for you. Uh, so, without further ado, let's go take a trip to the Fay Forge Academy.
1: There are those looking use the power of Il Holland for evil. For their own selfish ways. To awaken something that has been forgotten for eons. I've seen it in the stars. I've seen these five lights awakening Reshaping the world, the magic, the song. I only hope it is not too late, and that I may guide them, and that they may fulfill their destiny. For more than their world will be lost, more than a little magic, what they have experienced is only the beginning, for their fates are forever tied to that tree in the center of the Fae Forge Academy.
0: It is the middle of the day. Um, the day is broken up into there's four class slots. And then in the middle of those four after the second is about an hour lunch period. Um, so I would assume that sepia and Coz would be eating kind of in the great hall where the food food stuff is. <clears throat> and so that's where we are going to start. Do you, uh, do you get the pudding there, Sepia?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, got a consistency that I find rather enjoyable, actually. The sliminess is very soothing. Oh.
3: You, uh, you want to trade? Yes. Here, I, uh, I took two extra brownies. I'll trade you a brownie for, uh, for what's left to your pudding.
2: Okay. Just because I like you.
3: Oh. Oh, this is very slimy. Yeah. Oh, oh sweet, though. It's got nuts. Oh. I
2: think they're nuts.
0: I hope they're nuts. Um, so as you two are <laughs> chatting about the food in the... Uh, how can I how can I do this? In in the hallway, uh, roll a perception check, both of you, as you're in the great hall. That's a straight 13 for me, boss. 13? 10. 10? Mm-hmm. 10? Um, because you see um, kind of off in a corner at a table by himself is Professor Perseverance eating something. You hear um, a, a slight sound that you're not sure something something smashing into, into something else. Um, you're not totally sure, but you watch him stand up and sprint out of the out of the great hall. Um, and we're going to switch over to Ashrin and Ariadne and Vesky. So a starry, eldritch blast of energy shoots out from Besky's hand and crashes into a wooden table in the hallway, the table breaking and the sound of wood splintering and echoing through the hall. Uh, behind you, you hear the sound of rushing magic. The pure terror you all felt as you rushed from the room fades, but your adrenaline is pumping. Was it an illusion or her actual form? You're not sure. But what you saw of Professor Vespin Willow's Song, was fear. The antlers, the shadows, the darkness that gripped you, and she's coming. You're in this hallway, um that you happen to know the is, is where most of the professors have hold their office hours um, outside of the higher ups like Professor um, Valdirin, um and, and Trayvon and Dorvaleth uh, and your father's office actually, Besky, is not in this hallway um, The as, as, this, as this rings out you hear footsteps behind you uh, it goes down ahead of you about 120 feet uh, where your Eldritch Blasts hit, and then there's a stairway kind of just past that, um, kind of by where where Kava's door is. Uh, what do you do?
2: Uh, hmm.
4: um, that's where we left off, right? It was me uh, shooting at Eldritch Blast at a, a hallway desk, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, dang. And I guess I'm going to... Because we're still in initiative, correct? Are we? Um, I'm gonna see what you guys do, and and go from there. Right. I think I'm going to um go. I might. Because depending on how far May Chan is, which I think is thirty feet, and that's like the hallway where I shot was like 120 feet away. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh boy! Is my Tarsier with me right now? I think it is, right? Yeah, and it's it's a familiar, so you can have it
0: show up if you need it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm 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 going to send my Tarsier ahead of me, like command it to go claw at every door, like try and like claw at doors as it goes down, like iterates okay. down the hallway, uh, and I'm going to start. Moving backwards away from that door because we we feel fearful at the moment at least. So I'm going to look you, towards you that all, door and kind of back up. If I remember
0: correctly, you did all pass your second save. Um, we did okay. So the um, so the the spell itself mm. is on you. Would, you would still feel the like the remains of obviously you just fell mm. and yeah, in the situation's scary, but you don't have the active um, spell I think working. think Besky's
4: going to look behind him and, like, inch his way back while, and look forward, kind of just doing, like, a, a back and forth as he tries to keep up at Eldritch Blast just in case something comes through the door. Um, and I think... Who else is there with me? It's you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Adriadne? Adri- yeah. yeah. Close. Ariadne? <laughs> close. Shit. I, I need <laughs> to <laughs> look at your screen. Ariadne, um, are you outside of the room or are you inside the room from when we left off?
2: Uh... You
4: all... They,
0: everybody... Everybody had to dash out of the room. Um, okay, getting as far away. So the three of you are like kind of stumbled in this in this hallway together. You, Ariadne. I and, think while I do that, I'm gonna pull
4: on like the mid section of her dress, so nothing inappropriate, like at the top or bottom, but like kind of like, hey, come with or whatever.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Actually, you know what? We look, we will stay in in, in the initiative order because um, that'll make this a little bit simpler. Um, which she was at the top anyways. Um. And uh, and you see her walk out the room. The, the horns and this and the, like the black magic and everything that you saw has faded. Uh-huh. Um, you don't know if that's connected to the spell, um, though she's 30 feet behind you. Um, and yeah, she, she walks out of this room. the, 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 the antlers, the, the swirling dark magic around her, the like almost almost demonic look that she had has faded. Um, though as she walks up, both her hands are glowing green. Uh, and she lets out these three bolts of energy, one at each of you. Um, so, Ariadne, um, that it's is an easy a- hit. <laughs>
2: it's an easy hit. <laughs> like, this woman needs to roll like a natural one to not hit me.
0: All right, does a 14 hit you?
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> I ha- I'm an 11. It's an 11 ace. <laughs> an 11.
0: Well,. Lucky for you, uh, you take one force damage. Okay. Um... As this bolt of energy hits into you. Besky, uh, shoot, a natural 20. Yep, that hits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's only... Wow. I'm not rolling good, so that's only 8 damage to you. I
4: mean, 8 is still... 8 is still a number. <laughs> and to
0: Ashrin, she takes 9. Um... And, and as these bolts say, go out, she says, you, you are not special. None of you matter here. You need to leave this school of these grounds or I will kill you myself. Um, not, and. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ashrin, Ashrin begins running. Um, and, and she, she, as she's, as she, as she runs 30 feet, she turns back and sends out a fire bolt. Oh yeah, she would. She would. So, so this flame goes flying out, missing. As she just kind of looks back and throws, throws this firebolt out. Um, and Ariadne, it's your turn.
2: Okay. Um, I am going to. I I get a little antsy around fire in a hallway. Um, and I feel like this is maybe a safer alternative. So I am going to cast Sacred Flame on her. Okay. It's not fire. It's fire-like.
0: Uh, remind me what what save it is.
2: It is a. uh dexterity. A
0: dex. uh, an eight, so I'm imagining that's a fail.
2: That is a fail, uh, and I rolled a one for my damage, so we're, we're
0: <laughs> nice. neck and neck right now, yeah. <laughs> so. just poking each other. Um, and uh, do you have anything else you're gonna do?
2: Oh, uh, I uh, is there like another door in the hallway that I can just rush towards and open up?
0: Yeah, there's about every twenty feet. There's a door.
2: Yeah, I'm just gonna head to the next, further along door that's away from her. Okay. And just Um,
0: as you go up to it, as you go up to it and you try to fling it open, it's
4: locked. Um, Oh. And closed.
2: Okay.
1: Is
4: there anything else you're doing, Ariadne? Mm mm mm. Got it. Ha. Um. (laughs) That'll be the only time I get it correct. (laughs) Um. Here we go. So, I will uh curry is currently my my familiar is is currently doing what i told him to do right Mm -hmm. scratching on all the doors still okay Mm -hmm. um i'm going to probably i used mind spike so that's one of my two spells for the day i will use hex now on the bonus action hex on the entity i'll call it for now (laughs) the former professor as we know maybe um Mm -hmm. Yes, and then I will ring out an Eldritch Blast since we're getting—I'm kind of taking Ariadne's lead uh, as fine as like actually finally taking some sort of action uh, towards the professor, and I will uh, Eldritch Blast. Okay. Oh hey, we're rolling somewhat decent. Uh, uh, so ten plus—I think that's plus five for me. Right. Yep. So fifteen. That'll hit. Okay, uh, and then I will roll damage, which is, if I remember correctly, should be 1d10 plus 1d6 for hex. Mm-hmm. So that's 5 force and 4 necrotic. Okay. Um, and bonus action, action, curry the familiar, scratching on doors, going down, iterating through the doors down the hallway. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't hear
0: hear much movement as as you hear the scratching. And Ariadne tried to lock this door, um, <clears throat> and we're gonna with that with those actions, we're gonna flip back to sepia and and Ko's. As you are eating, you heard this one little blast go out, um, and and you start to hear more. Um, you hear you hear these sparks of magic, almost um, like there's a good wizard battle going on somewhere. Though you can't place it, you hear the the murmurs of kind of the the student body looking looking around, um, a little bit concerned. You see a couple other professors looking around, also sort of confused. Um, and by this point, uh, Professor Perseverance has left and run up run up some stairs. Um, though you can't make out where these echoes are coming from, you can't totally mm-hmm. make out a direction at least not without a roll.
3: I will make that roll. Okay. That's going to be a 10. Where are the sounds coming from, Steven? What <laughs> my dwarf ears tell me?
2: <laughs>
0: um, you're not 100% sure, but there's something t- that tells you that um, that Professor Perseverance is moving towards them.
3: Yeah, if yeah. Perseverance. If there's ever trouble, Perseverance isn't too far behind it. I'm sure he feels the same way about us. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, especially scanning the crowd looking for Besky, Ariane, and uh
4: um, <laughs> and not them. You seeing were like, them. Oh crap, they're not here. They must be involved. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like they're not the line for pudding Oh shit.
3: <laughs> I turn to CPI say, so, Oh, uh, I think they're in trouble.
2: Should should be should we go? We should go. We should go.
3: Pick up my ukulele. And I stuff some brownies in my pocket, and I take a big mouthful of pudding, and then I go.
2: Zibia <laughs> uh, follows behind, grabbing a couple snacks and stuffing them into her pockets for later.
4: Team snacks. It's like college snacks.
3: students. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, is going to follow uh, Professor Perseverance, uh, our... Uh, Extremely suspicious tiefling professor, and uh, see which direction they uh, they head
0: off to. Yeah. So, um, are you are you like are you both like kind of dead running, trying to lag behind? that power,
2: fast walk.
0: <laughs> the fast walk? heel toe heel toe power walk.
2: Yes.
3: As I I'm, I'm sprinting, so I'm keeping up with keeping
2: um, <laughs> <I'm sprinting laughs> the
3: <with CBS laughs>
0: power walk. <laughs> C- C- or the C- natural C- sprinters. C- That's right. <laughs> Very dangerous over short distances. <laughs> I hope they're not that far away. <laughs> um, yeah. So you you see, kind of the the trail of his of his kind of elegant cape that he's often wearing, kind of twirl up up these stairs, um, and these these sounds are getting louder as you get closer. <clears throat> um, and why don't you two? I don't, I don't remember what the initiative rolls were. I just have the order written down. Um, why don't you both give me an initiative roll?
1: Ten.
2: Okay. It's just all tens.
0: Got a nine. Nine? Okay. Um, so we'll probably put you towards the... Both of you towards the back of the party as far as the orders go. So as as you run up um, or you get to the b- base of these stairs, um, you hear the sounds of footsteps running. Um, you hear that that voice of, of um, Vespin Willow Song kind of shout out quickly and uh, Besky and Ariadne and Ashram you see um, Professor Perseverance's orange tiefling pop up kind of at the end of this hall Um, he doesn't say anything all that happens is towards the end of this hallway um, you watch as his hands his hands just start glowing with fire Um, and this ball of flame starts building in his hands and he just launches it out Um, Right past
4: you, this huge fireball um, Which is what he's casting (laughs) And who is this again? Sorry, I missed the Professor This This is is the Tiefling
2: Professor Perseverance Oh, okay,
4: got it, okay Getting serious Snape vibes And I love Professor Snape
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Same!
4: He's my favorite (laughs) Um, Yeah, and this
0: this fireball just goes Whizzing past past you all And detonates About ten feet behind uh Vespin willow song who needs to make her deck save which she does
4: oh I forgot well it doesn't affect ability checks but uh I, I usually do dexterity for the uh well affects ability checks not saving throws for my hex okay yep if I don't say anything just default it to hex or to dex rather as the, as the case perfect
2: hex deck uh-huh.
0: um <clears throat> and so as a, as a this fireball explodes in this hallway. You watch as some of it con- starts to, to consume um, Professor Willow who her Fey form kind of steps away. Um, and as she takes this damage, you watch as this shroud envelops her, almost like this cloud, um, and she vanishes um, out of your out of your eyesight. <laughs> Shoulda spiked
1: <mines-fied> her. <laughs> <laughs> ah! um,
0: as this this hallway is now now just in flames. And Looking at you all, Professor Perseverances says, "I should have known that you would all be in some sort of trouble." Come with me now, uh, and he turns and walks away. And and you, Sepia, um, I don't know why I made you guys roll well initiative. My brain was moving too fast. Um, uh, you you feel the heat coming down from this hallway. You kind of hear him say this, and uh, uh, and as he as he turns around and sees you you two at the bottom of the of the stairway, and says. He kind of rolls rolls his eyes at you and says, you two come with me as well. Um, And he walks you from from the Great Hall, um, past Ilva Hall and the singing tree that you're used to in the center. Um, You cross the vine bridge. uh, You leave the academy grounds, unless you want to stop me. In.
3: I don't stop you, Stephen, but I stop Professor <laughs> Perseverance. And I'm like, whoa, 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 where are you taking us?
0: Somewhere that's safer than here, for you all. Out there. And I point into the woods. Yes, out there.
2: Is he leading us in a direction that is near anything that we've seen before? Or is he taking us, like, completely...
0: He is taking you, um, sort of in the direction when when he, when um, Ashrin and the group of you who were there, I don't remember who all was at that, followed him out of the academy grounds mm-hmm. the first night. Yep.
3: I now ask him, why should we trust you?
0: Because I might have answers for you. I look over at
3: Besky and give him the bushy eyebrow raising of, what do you think?
4: Um, I, I don't like what's going on. I don't know who to trust right now. We don't have time.
0: She was probably moments away from killing you, the three of you and the other, and the two of you of you had gotten up the stairs before me.:
2: <laughs> But we just saw you... You already knew about her about her, didn't you?
0: I have had some suspicions, yes.
2: Well, we're suspicious about you too. Just so you know.
3: Why don't we take... Why don't we go someplace safe?
0: That's where I'm taking you.
2: Which is where? Where is there?
0: Off the academy grounds for a little while. There are people out there who can help us. You are in something much deeper than you know.
4: Can... Can... Can Besky ascertain if this... Like, according to... Because Besky wasn't there when Professor Perseverance... Was doing something shady, and the other party members saw it. But can can Besky maybe ascertain if possibly because we interacted with a professor that was didn't seem to be who they were, and maybe in his keen mind, like is maybe the kind of able to figure out like, hey, you know, there's a professor intimidating, or there's someone who's intimidating a lot of members or faculty members. Can I see? Can I like? Can I look into him and, and, and have an insight of seeing, like, is this person really authentically caring about our condition and our safety, or is it seeming like we're being led into another trap? Um, why don't you roll an insight? All right.
0: Nope, wrong dice. Uh, that one. I, and you can roll it with advantage, because I have a feeling that all of you would be...
4: Yeah. Kind I'm, of... I am helping with this. <laughs> I can't guide myself. I'll just take the advantage.
2: I am very clearly, like, apparently, putting myself between Professor Perseverance and vesky Just FYI. Yeah. Mom, mom of the group. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Every group needs one. Insight. Oh, Vesky's awesome at insight. Apparently, forgot eighteen.
0: Um, so as as you're looking at him, there is a there is a fear in his eyes, um, and he's acting. There, there. You don't get any hint of deception. Um, mm-hmm. You, you definitely feel the urgency, um, and and he's he's concerned. He's very concerned. Okay, for, um, for you all, for you all, and something probably bigger than
4: you all. All right. And the creature that we just went against didn't die, so I couldn't move my hex because that's how that spell reads out.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct.
4: Yeah. So I, I kind of look at everyone towards the group and um I think we should follow him but uh um I don't know if there's a way for you any of you here to kind of you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave Curry here Curry can you find my uncle or my dad and I'm going to uh, get Curry from my shoulder and then like, place him on the ground and and give him a little pet and send him off, just so that someone knows where we are uh, other than Professor Perseverance because I know that I can yes. at least possibly trust either my father and uncle so I'm going to send mm-hmm. Curry out to go find them and leave okay. my familiar behind
0: okay um, if
3: anything happens to us, they'll know it was you, you are the last one to see with us, so now we're your responsibility and I point my ukulele
0: at him, threateningly. Uh, he says, That is a responsibility that I take very seriously. No. Good. No. good.
4: All right, let's go, then.
0: Thank you. Uh, and he leads you out. The, the, the walls around the academy, Those, these vine walls, open up as he walks out. Um, and he... He leads you kind of... You go, you go past that... That kind of pool that you initially found... Where your whole journey at the Fay Forge Academy started um, he leads you leads you past that, and you Ariadne you see a familiar sight, this almost centaur creature, but more deer than horse with with these big antlers kind of this, this green purple hue to their their skin, just waiting as as he leads you to them and as Professor Perseverance leads you to this, this creature um, That's the ma- same
2: one that I met before
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, okay uh, And he, he looks at, at Perseverance and says I got your message It looks as though everyone is good Everyone is safe You, young ones Are you safe? Uh, we
2: can't tell
4: yet
2: I don't feel very safe so no.
0: No, you shouldn't feel very safe. Um. But we will do our best to to help you. Um. I'm sure you have lots of questions. Uh. We need to take you a little bit further. Um. And a few more of these. Um. You would recognize them as they're called alceids. Um. A l s e i d. They step. They step out of out of the forest as well. Um. And say, he says. You can ride on us. We can get you further, faster, and away from from this. We can't keep you forever, but we can keep you at least for the night. But it is your is your choice.
3: As as uh, Kaz goes over to one of these Alcides and like kind of looks him in the eye and like bows low and waits for uh, uh, like a. An understanding that it's okay for him to ride him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the one of them kind of kneels down a little bit to make it easier for you to get on. Um, very clearly indicating that that's that's yeah, fine.
3: My, my short little legs. And I, I as I'm scrambling on top of his back, I say, I'll, "I'll write a song about this one."
0: Mm-hmm. And perseverance looks at this this Alcide that that you met first, Ariadne. Um, it's a little bit taller than the rest of them. Um, seems to carry himself in a I'm, I'm a leader sort of a way. Um, and he says, they need to go to her and they need to go quickly. Things are happening faster than I ever thought they would. I have to go back. Uh, and the Aussie looks at him and, and um, nods uh, and you watch his face go solemn a little bit. Be safe, my friend. We will come back. Um, and looks at the the then looks at the five of you says are you all ready to go as the form of Professor Perseverance takes out this little little doorknob and opens this arcane door and steps through it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he has a lot of explaining to do
3: was he wearing that gaudy ring the entire time
0: mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah he does he really really does
0: I will do my best to answer what I can What's your
3: name, friend?
0: Um, my name is Lucid. Lucy? Lucid. Lucid. Like a dream. Uh, we've, we've... Delayed too long, though. Um, and they start writing. Uh, and you ride for a long time. Um, probably four or five hours. Um, again, unless you interrupt any of that process, which you're welcome to do at any time. Um... Uh, the forest gets more fey. Um, the trees kind of warp. The colors get more vibrant. The sun, kind of, as you transport, th- trans- almost transport through a couple trees, just like almost instantly moves into a sunset. And you make it to this new pool, and you see there's a there's a small house, um, and waiting, sitting cross-legged on the ground, is this old old cloaked woman. Those of you who are who broke out of the school broke out uh, followed Perseverance out of the school kind of recognize the form of of this this woman um, just tossing little rocks into the ground every time she picks one up uh, she kind of whispers it um, whispers something to it brings it up to her mouth um, and then just kind of lightly gently tosses it in the pool you watch as it hits the pool the water ripples um, and almost like have you seen bioluminescent algae? Yes. Um, yeah. That's like what the that's like what the water's doing every time every time she tosses something in. Um and uh Lucid, who um, Ariadne, that's who you would be writing, right, walks up to to her with you on her, on his back uh, and says, My lady, I've brought them. Uh, something's happened. I don't know that perseverance will last. Uh and kneels down for you to get off the other the other Alcids do the same. Um Lucid indicates to his, um, the other Alcides that they can leave, though he stays. Um, and this, this form of this old woman, um, just like, almost like white walker blue eyes, um, this like sharp, sharp blue, graying hair, um, though well kept, uh, her, this navy blue, like, cowl around her. Uh, she looks at you all, um, says, Welcome to my home, my friends. I'm sorry for the confusion that I'm sure you've experienced here. I guess not here, but at the academy. Uh, She looks around and says, uh, Welcome to the Feywilds and my home. I'm Imelda, and I'm here to help you as best I can. So come inside. You must want some food. Uh, And I'm sure you have many questions, and I will do my very best to answer them all. Um, And she stands up and kind of shuffles in, indicating for you to come. Uh, Lucid stops you for a moment,
1: Ariadne, and says,
0: "When you're done, I would like to talk to you for a moment. Um, when you're ready, I'll be out here."
2: Is this a human woman? She's just uh, an old older woman.
0: Um, on first glance, that's what she appears to be. Okay. At least human features outside of outside of the, outside of the eyes.
2: Old woman, not human.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely yeah. not a human. I'm <laughs> um, sorry, what, did she. Player knowledge, character knowledge.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
4: uh. Did, did
3: she um, indicate. I'm oh, sorry, did she tell us her name? I might have missed it.
4: Imelda, uh, uh, yep. I'm
0: yeah. assuming you all follow in.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Warily. Uh, we're here She's... now.
1: <laughs>
0: she sits down. Um, as you enter her home, from the outside, there was a roof. Inside, it's just a, a starry night sky that doesn't match the outside that looked like a sunset above you. She has a small fire. Um, there's, a, there's a kettle of something that smells, smells delicious cooking. And she says, sit, grab a bowl, and please ask your questions.
2: What was Professor Perseverance doing for you?
0: Professor Perseverance, like many before him, protect the tree.
2: The singing tree.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: One of the greatest sources of magic in your plane. Its power even bleeds over into ours.
2: Uh, I'm just gonna file away that she's from another plane. Um, uh... So, I think it's really hard to ask questions when you don't know all the questions that you should be asking. So, I guess my question is, can you just tell us what's going on generally and then maybe we can we can work up, work from there. I'm just really confused. I don't I don't know where I am.
3: Uh has a pretty good idea where he is. I wanna do a quick knowledge check of if I eat the food, can I go back to material plane? Because I don't know all the rules
0: of the Feywild, Wild. But I know that there are rules. <laughs> uh, roll an Arcana check. On it. Or yeah. Or you can, uh, since you're a bard, you can do a history check if you want to, see if you've, you've heard of some lore or something like the that. The rules I,
1: are really more like guidelines.
0: I, well, I would like to know <laughs> what the guidelines are. 14. Um, You're fairly confident that you'll be able to get back? How much time will pass, you're not sure, though. As I, like, I, as I suspiciously eye I the stew, which does, what kind of food is it again? Uh, it's just a, a generic, like, vegetable stew. A vegetable stew.
3: As mm-hmm. I eye the stew, it just smells delicious. I'll ask her point blank. If we eat this, can we go home? Will this <laughs> stop us all... from going
0: home? No, it will not stop you from going home. Ah, <laughs> you, uh, you must you do what, what you asked Sepia was a good question, I can tell.
3: Um I, I eat Tibetan.
0: Um it's it's actually it's very soothing and and um brings a just kind of a a peace to you as you eat it.
3: I motion to Besky. Besky, you should you should try this. This is uh, it's pretty good. It's given you a run for your money.
4: Besky's quiet.
2: Uh, but about the whole, you know, where we are, what we're doing, what's going on kind of thing.
1: Yes. Well, I guess I will start
0: at the beginning. You've heard of the Time of Lore, yes? Mm. No. You You really know very little.
2: Yes. So you,
0: Ariadne, you're not from from here, so it makes sense that you don't know as much about it. As a as a bard, what do I know about the time of war? Um, you would know that it's a it's it's a period in, in recorded history, or it's the time of recorded history when re- when records are more myths. Mm. Um, which is why it's called the time of lore. Um, nobody knows how much is real and how much is not real. Um. Mm-hmm it's a time period when, um, and, oh, you weren't here for that. Were you here for that conversation? We'll find out in a second. I don't remember. Um, I believe professor, uh, Real of Aldiran shared a little bit with you, but there was this time period when like mortals could access this magic that was so powerful that they essentially became like gods and demigods, um, mm. that, that someone like you could just sing a song and shape a mountain range essentially. Um, so that's it's this, it's this whole period of history that supposedly magic was so great and so prevalent um, that it was just like breathing, doing magic was. Um, but at the end of the time of lore, there was a war between um, basically gods and mortals um, that all but destroyed magic, except for in a few places like um, the Singing Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a spot in Nairin... Um, which is where Besky is from, um, though the magic functions a little bit different there. That that so there's basically these seeds of magic were planted throughout the world, and magic has start, magic has started to regrow. So that's what you that's kind of a base knowledge that you would just have. Well, between between mouthfuls of
3: soup, I relay that to the party about how there mm-hmm. used to be a time where magic was plentiful and anyone had access to it, and you could you know build and create things that, on a whim. But uh, the gods grew jealous, and a great war was fought, and magic was all but destroyed—at least, as I finished. That's what the stories say, but it's just stories, I say. Looking at, looking at our host.
0: <laughs> oh, I wish they were just stories. Um, You're saying it's real. It's real. It's very real, and that war has not stopped.
2: I mean there there's
4: there's papers in Irene that, that people have talked about that some of it's researched and some of it's proven, but yeah, it's 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 hard. It's weird. Yeah. And you're an interesting case. We'll get to you in a little while, Besky. He just quiets down and like sinks into himself.
2: I give a little nudge. <laughs>
0: she looks at you and says no, it's 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 a good thing. You're you're special and you're in the right place for you. But in the days of lore um, As As Cause said Anyone could do anything With magic But there were those who were better than others Those who grew more powerful One in particular Malvaris Cause you may have heard of him In some of your stories if you've read them Referred to as Malvaris the Worldbreaker. breaker mm. Oh yeah I've heard of him said that once he was human, but he had a gift unlike that of anyone else born. Magic flowed through him, almost as though he created it. He was elevated by those around him, seen as a blessing, who could protect them from the wild magics that flowed. But as he embraced his power and rose to lead his people, he would create cities with his words, think continents into existence. But he always wanted more. His power corrupted him and sustained him. Now while there was such great magic, life and death still happened the natural circles of life that are essential happened. And as his family and his people began falling ill, dying, he delved into ways to sustain them, creating the first undead. As he delved further into these magics, his soul began to break. His corruption spread, creating a surface beauty to match himself, but was filled with death and destruction. His rise led to the end of the world as it was known. And he led a war on the gods and those who fought to keep magic free. To keep life beautiful. And to keep nature working. He sought to bring all the tides and flurries of magic under his control. The divine, the arcane, the magics of nature. But in his quest, all magic he controlled grew corrupted. In the battle that ended the time of lore, destroying most of the magic, it took the fae gods of this region of this plane along with divine beings who had an affinity for your plane all working together to resist him and to ally themselves together to defeat him but he was not de- he was not destroyed his essence lingers in the selfishness and the corruption in evil that exists in your world and ours and there are those who believe that in some of these places of magic that were reborn, that magic was reborn to subdue him. To hold back his evil. So that's the beginning. And now I, I assume you want to know why you are involved in this. Yeah. I want to ask you a question first, Besky. okay? You struggled with magic in your home, did you not?
4: Yeah, a lot. It, my my cousin was a lot better than me.
0: Yeah. It felt like there was magic there, but it was across a chasm. There was a void in between you and it, no?
4: Yeah. It, it, yeah.
0: And your parents, even your uncle, probably never really understood.
4: Yeah, he, he, he tried to help me the most, but nothing really took until... Um, something new came in my life.
1: Yeah,
0: it's the tree. Your magic is meant to thrive here, in this in this part of the world, to protect this part of the world. The rest of you think it's the same, and that's why you have gone in such an interest by Miss Willow Solomon.
2: Who is she exactly?
1: <sighs> I wish I had better answers, but. She.
0: has pledged herself to one of the darker forces in my plane. She is. been corrupted, you would say. And. and she wants. she wants to take the power of the tree and release Malvaris on the world. I dunno, it's... like the beginning of any epic tale,
1: right?
3: I mean, it definitely has a good makings of one, but that's only if Malvaris was real and not just a story. I mean, don't get me wrong, got a good start, but I mean, it's more of a tale sort of like an the like epic older ballad. It's not really good for a modern audience. Uh, a bit too skeptical.
4: Cause because if there's even a little bit that's real, I mean, isn't it kind of scary? I mean, I've read enough history in Irene where he's talked about that it seems like he's a really scary person and written by people who I respect in the kingdom and and even if it was just lore, wouldn't it be scary enough to stop? Well, I mean, it'd be terrifying if, if Malvaris was,
3: was a real thing. I mean, that'd be absolutely horrifying. I mean, the stories, the, the carnage, I mean, the creation of undeath, the, you know, flying in the face of the gods, burning entire lands with a single spoken word. I mean, yes, that's awful and terrifying, and, but it's, it's just a story. I mean, some stories are, you know, very compelling, certainly his is, but, I mean, I mean, how could he even be a real thing? I mean, and if he was real, how could, how could he be brought back? He's dead, right?
4: I mean, how does Nereen exist and is, is power the way it is? How did Ariadne get here? How's, how's the fate, the, um, Fae Forge Academy so special with, with where it, where it is and the students it, it makes, you know? Well,
3: there's no doubt that there are certain places in the world that are extremely powerful potent sources of magic, and as for Ariadne's from, where are you from?
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like talking about it very much. It's kind
2: of strange, and most people don't really believe me, but, uh... I'm from another plane. It's called Eludra. Someone here seems to know about it.
3: That... what was his name? The Dwarf. The Professor. The Dead One. Oh, he Mm -hmm. knew about it?
2: And I've seen books in the library, but...
3: There. Not See, really a
2: way to get back there.
3: Perfectly reasonable explanation. She's from another planet.
2: You mean it's real? Oh, it's it's very real. Uh, I can maybe take you there sometime. Oh, well, maybe. I would like
4: that. There might be someone I want to visit.
0: She's she's, Umelda you know, is just kind of sitting back, enjoying you guys talking. Um, kind of chuckling at little things. Um. ...causes disbelief in particular, uh, looks at you, Sepia, and says, um... ...you're awfully quiet, but you have a connection to this place, too, do you not?
2: Well... ...I mean... ...I guess so. I'm here, and everyone else is here, so... ...you should, uh, I just...
0: ...ask your friend about this place sometime.
2: Hmm... ...I'll... I'll have to do that, I mean... I feel like I feel like it's real, and so it must be real. That's what he always told me, is if it feels real, then it's real.
0: <laughs> he would tell you that. <laughs> uh, I do have to be honest with you. Don't always get on eye to eye with uh, him.
2: I mean, that's normal. No one I've met has really liked him. But he's always been friendly to me.
0: I'm sure he has. I'm
2: sure he has. So, if uh, all of this is real, why aren't we safe, exactly? Is it is it just her?
0: No, no. I wish it were just her. That would not be a problem. Uh, we could easily take care of just her. The uh, The problem is, she sort of like you, Sepia, has been granted some special gifts from an individual who I think you have encountered once, maybe twice. Kalvala is her name. And, uh, she is often seen riding a fiery horse. Branchy individual. She yields a lot of power. Hmm. And we believe that there is not just Professor Willowsong at the academy working to help her, so that's why this is a bigger issue than just Vespin Willow song
2: uh what do they what do they want with us specifically? I mean, I know we're special, but
0: you all have to the best of my understanding, and she goes over to her pot of stew and kind of swirls around in it. Um, and you watch her eyes, the bl- bright blue in her eyes, um, cover her whole her whole eyes, so her eyes are just a solid, bright, icy blue. Um, and she says, you all can hear things that many of us dream of hearing. There have been times in history when In places like Nereen and here, where the song, the magic, speaks to certain people in ways that's different than the rest of us. She blinks, and her eyes return to normal. I cannot explain all, and much of this is your journey to discover. But as things have happened faster than I could have ever seen, this was necessary because you will be able to do things you will be able to do great things or you will die and she's, she's genuinely s- solemn as she says that um, so I know that's a lot to carry a lot to hold I know that doesn't really probably answer more questions but leaves more for you to wanting to understand but I can't I can't walk this journey for you, none of us can Professor Perseverance cannot Kaba cannot Glax cannot and how you ended up in all of this, Ariadne, I don't understand, but you are obviously meant to be here as well.
2: We like to believe that everything happens for a reason. Where I come from, I expect no less.
0: It's something I truly do admire about your, your people. I'm one of the few in this chaotic realm that uh, thinks it all weaves together as well.
3: Well, that's what a bard's job is, after all. Make sure that the whole thing ends up like a neat package story when all's said and done.
0: It may get a little messy for a story. We might have to leave some parts out. Probably better. And even you, young Ashrin, your gift is something that will be of great benefit as well. And Ashrin's just this whole time been arms crossed in the back, not, not saying anything.
2: hmm
0: <laughs> I, um... I wish I had more for you. I can give you rest tonight. And I want to give you a song. Though I'm not much of a singer, so I'm just gonna read the words to you. But this is something, that if you can hear this when you're back, I think we will all be safe for a little longer. The seed takes root, the life returns, the shadow is locked away. Where roots are strong and life is found, begin again this day. Seed is planted. Its roots take hold, and time it takes its form. A tree, it grows, and flowers bloom, and time, it passes on. The leaves they fall, the flowers will, and time it takes its toll, Into the ground the tree returns, and time begins anew. And with that, we'll have to find out what happens next time on the Faith Forge Academy. thanks so much for listening to the faith Forge academy if you enjoy our content uh, and you want to support us in other ways please share with your friends tweet about us uh leave us a review on itunes we also have a patreon uh that's patreon.com slash faith academy uh, if you want a little bit of extra behind the scenes stuff and you want to support us with with your money that means a huge amount to us for any other information to stay up to date on what we're doing as a cast um, and as individuals, make sure you're following along on our Twitter at Academy, um, or you can always check our website, faithforgeacademy.com. Thanks so much for listening. Um, I'm Steven. I'm your Dungeon Master. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore bad DM.
2: Hey, I'm Emily Harmon. I play Sepia Golden Morrow. You can find me on Twitter at Emily J.E.A. Harmon.
3: Hi, my name is Ian Gould. I play Co's Forge Heart. Uh, you can follow me at Game of Science on Twitter.
2: I'm Adelaide Gardner. I play Ariani Zuvan. And you can find me online at Twitter at OAdelaide.
4: I'm Michael Sinclair II. I play Besky Nevering. You can find me on Michael Kritz on Twitter.
0: And Kai plays Ashrin Ember Whisper, and you can find her at Stonefly underscore Kai on Twitter. Theme music and background music by Dave Cole of the Four Orbs Podcast. For additional music, search for D Cole Music on YouTube. Additional background music and sound effects found at zapsplat.com and tabletopaudio.com Fayforge academy is proud to be a part of the fundamentals podcast network